0: Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more, or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogie. This week, Penance and Grace by Claire Brown Petrandus. You're stronger than that, the man says to the girl when Anna first pushes her grocery cart into the checkout line behind them. That's what catches Anna's attention, that he talks about strength rather than how they remembered the raisin brand but forgot the milk. The girl doesn't look at him. She stares at the groceries gliding past on the conveyor belt instead. Hard green bananas, ugly tomatoes, cheap paper towels that fall apart when wet. He wears seafoam green scrubs and black comfort clogs like he came straight from the hospital. Perhaps he performed a hip replacement or a heart transplant. Or maybe he just swept up dropped hypodermic needles and gauze bandages with drops of blood on them. Anna believes a man who wears scrubs to the grocery store cries to be noticed. Desperate for other exhausted shoppers straight from work, to take him for a surgeon and not for a janitor disguised in the same outfit. Insecure, she thinks. She learned that word last week in her English class at the Holy Blessed Mother Church. Now here it stands right in front of her. The way the man stands so close to the girl reminds Anna of home and why she left. When Anna told Mama she was leaving, Mama hid her face with her yellow orchid print apron "'I'll lose you forever,' she said through the stiff, wind-dried cloth. "'I'll come back to visit,' Anna lied, stroking her mother's coarse, gray-streaked hair with one hand while she bunched up the hem of her own faded pink sundress with the other. To save Mama from more heartbreak, Anna said she needed a better education than she could find at home if she wanted to make it into nursing school like her friend Pauline, who moved away six months ago. Three years later... Anna still hasn't enrolled in high school in her new country, much less graduated. She's not supposed to be here. She did get a job at Telfair High, emptying trash cans full of greasy bags from Charlie's chicken across the street and styrofoam cups with leftover soda that drips onto the floor, swabbing the toilets and mopping urine off the tile, wiping pencil marks, curse words, cartoon characters, body part drawings, and coded love messages from the desktops with 409 as if she could absorb her education by sanitizing the building. She may never wear the medical uniform of the man in front of her unless she buys it to fool people, the way he might have done, and she can't afford to waste her money that way. The man is handsome, even though his dark brown hair looks like the molded plastic on top of a toy Lego figure. He has gray eyes and he is short, The heels on his clogs raise him to the same height as the girl with her ashy-colored ponytail, pale face, loose faded blue jeans, and worn white t-shirt with a frayed pocket. Anna decides her age to be fourteen, his to be thirty-nine. She prefers specifics, even in guessing. Learning a new language in a new country are easier that way. Go get another pack of gum for your sister, he commands. Anna rolls her cart backward to make room and the girl walks round to the end cap. When she returns and places the pink pack on the sliding belt, raspberry-flavored, he moves closer, faces her ear, and speaks softly from inches away. Anna catches words like penance and grace. In line at the Red Top grocery store, the man delivers quiet lessons to the girl on penance and grace. Anna doesn't know penance, but she can guess the meaning. Ordinarily, Anna wouldn't stare. She shouldn't take such chances. She's not supposed to be here. But they don't notice her. And anyway, she can't help herself because he reminds her of home and why she left. Back up, Anna wants to say. You're too close. The girl's expression never changes. Not when he tells her she's strong. Not when he demands the gum. Not when he whispers God's words into her ear not when he steps away and says aloud, He has grace for me, too. The girl is motionless, like the gray dawn sky Anna remembers over the sea, the one that absorbs the shushing of waves on the shore while everyone sleeps. Finally, he picks up their bagged groceries and saunters to the exit, leaving the girl behind. Her stillness dissolves. She turns to her mother to softly plead, another English word recently learned, Now here it stands right in front of her. The mother is pretty, and she's dark-haired like the man. She wears a navy blue tank top and white close-fitting jeans. Anna bestows on her the age of thirty-six. "'Go out to the car,' the mother says cheerfully, without looking at her daughter. The mother smiles brightly at the cashier, a plump older lady with dyed black hair and creepy wrinkles round her eyes and on her knuckles. "'Be careful!' The woman says, as she hands over the last paper sack, wrapped snugly round a dozen cartons of free-range eggs. The mother takes them and shifts her eyes to the credit card chip reader. She is busy checking out. The girl shuffles away. When her mother looks down to shove her overstuffed wallet into her purse, her mirrored sunglasses drop from the top of her head. Anna quickly slips round the cart and picks up the glasses. She offers them to the mother and leans in. Your girl... Be careful, she says quietly. Girl, oh no, these are mine, says the mother as she hides her eyes behind the reflective lenses. Anna wants to stop her, correct her, shake her, and tell her, listen. But she said too much already. She's not supposed to be here, and she can't go back. This has been Penance and Grace. Written by Claire Brown Petrandis. For more information about Manawaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit Manawaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manawaker Studios' director of dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' flash fiction podcast, horses were long since extinct, of course, like tigers and most other earth fauna, and were kept that way by the highest solar laws against genetic resurrection,